invite you to turn in your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 2 and verse 15. No doubt some of you read this passage this morning as you began your Christmas Christmas morning reading Luke 2, as many families' customs. We're going to be looking at verses 15 through 20 and looking at the final emotion of Christmas. Luke 2 and verse 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Christmas is often a time for surprises. Maybe someone comes home unexpectedly for a Christmas visit, Or that present that you opened this morning may or may not have been a welcome surprise. What a surprise it would be to open up an Xbox-shaped pack of underwear. Now, The funny thing about surprises is that though sometimes we know they're coming, they still catch us off guard. Like a jack-in-the-box You know what's going to happen if you keep turning that crank, and it gets you every time, no matter matter how much you you prepare yourself for it. Inevitably, some guy is going to ask his girlfriend a big question and hopefully present her with an even bigger diamond. She will probably be expecting it, but will still be shocked and surprised pleasantly when it comes. Christmas can be much the same way. We're expecting it to happen, and yet there's still an element of surprise to it. Or at least, there should be. In one sense, Christmas came as no surprise to the first people involved. Think with me through the story as we've gone over this story several times already. Zechariah and Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph, they had a year's notice. Christmas was coming. There's no surprise. Even the wise men probably traveled for months with a pretty good idea of what and who they were searching for. And though they didn't call it Christmas, anybody who was studying the prophecies of Messiah could have figured out that Christmas was close. Yet, on the other hand, Christmas came as a surprise for a lot of people. Herod, in particular, read the Matthew 2 account. Herod heard that there was one born king of the Jews. It says that he was greatly troubled, he and all Jerusalem with him. Of course, the shepherds were caught off guard. 
And in the middle of the night, the angel appeared in the sky with a host of angels praising God, and it scared scared them a lot, (laughs) as it would have scared you and me. But in a very real sense, those who did know that Christmas was coming were still surprised by it. That's because the surprise doesn't always come in the arrival of something, but in the way that it comes, in how it comes. Because for centuries, Messiah had been prophesied. Yet when he finally arrived, it wasn't like anyone expected. Who would have dreamed that the royal son of David would be born in obscurity? Who could have known that the tiny king's first crib First throne would be a manger filled with hay. How could anyone have fully grasped that the Christ who would come would be fully man and fully God? How could anyone have figured out that the Savior of the world would come as a tiny, helpless baby? Truly, as the song says, This is such a strange way to save the world. This month we have been considering the various emotions at Christmas and because of Christmas. And this morning in our final look at these feelings of Christmas, we need to remember that Christmas is meant to bring us wonder. Wonder. Frankly, we need to be surprised by Christmas. Now on this side of history, it's easy for us to look back with 2020 hindsight. It all makes a lot more sense to us here than it did to them then. But though the coming of Christ may not catch us by surprise, it's happened 2,000 years ago, it is still meant to capture our collective attention as we consider the way that Jesus came. It's the same story we tell every year, and we celebrate year after year the same old story. But there still should be an element of surprise in there for us. There still must be wonder in our hearts as we consider how Jesus came, and that He came at all to people like us. Our text in Luke 2.15 tells us how the shepherds came and found Jesus lying in the manger, just as the angel told them. And as crazy and as wild as this night must have been for Mary and Joseph, it was about to get crazier. Parents, do you remember the first few hours after your children's birth? Luke and Becker here, it's been only, it's a month. Those memories are still fresh in, in your mind. Do you remember those first few hours after the very first child was born. Everything was new and wonderful and exhausting all at the same time. So many emotions wrapped up in the arrival of the little one. Doctors were bustling about doing checks and rechecks and the nurses kept coming in and asking questions about this and that and perhaps family kept dropping by to see the little one and to check on everybody. And all you wanted was a silent night and a little bit of sleep. 
I don't think Mary and Joseph had many doctors or relatives barging in that night. They did have a few strange visitors stop by. Verse 15 tells us that when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. He went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. See, the shepherds believed what the angel had told them out in the field and they decided they were going to go find this child. Imagine Mary and Joseph's surprise as these guys show up unexpectedly in the night. I don't think the shepherds were buddies with Mary and Joseph prior to this evening. Imagine, ladies, you've just given birth to your baby and three or four smelly outdoorsmen show up and want to take a peek at the baby. Verse 17 says that when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Try to imagine Mary and Joseph's reaction to this unexpected arrival of the shepherds, but more importantly to the story that these shepherds are telling. Mary knew who Jesus was. And Joseph knew that Jesus had come from God. Both the Mary and Joseph... uh, knew how special this baby and his birth was. But they hadn't heard the angel's message. They hadn't witnessed the angelic choir singing praise in the fields. As far as they knew, no one else in Bethlehem was aware of who and how important their baby was. But then the shepherds show up. And they not only believe the story that Mary and Joseph tell them, they not only believe the story that the angels have told them, they add to Mary and Joseph's understanding of the bigger story. The shepherds tell them everything that the angel had said. And verse 18 says that all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Now, no doubt this includes Joseph and Mary in all who heard it. But Luke, the author here, is jumping ahead. He's he's jumping into the future from this time at the manger scene to when the shepherds went away telling everybody what they had heard and seen. Now, notice the response to the shepherds' news. Verse 18. Wonder. All who heard it, Wondered. This is a common New Testament word. It's used, it's used quite a bit to describe people's reactions to Jesus' healings, to his miracles. This word wonder is also even used to describe Jesus' reaction to the centurion's faith in Luke 7 and then people's unbelief in Mark chapter 6. This word wonder means to be extraordinarily impressed by something or to be in awe. It means to be amazed. So when the people of Bethlehem heard the shepherd's wonderful story, they were amazed by it. Can it be? Has the Messiah come to our little town? Do you believe this shepherd's story? There was awe, there was wonder, there was amazement. Now imagine what's going through the parents' minds as they piece together these incredible events. Because the shepherds went away heralding the good news and leave Mary and Joseph with the baby 
Maybe for the first time, it is is truly a silent night. I'm sure their ears are ringing and their minds are reeling with all of the events that have just happened in the past 24 hours. And verse 19 tells us that Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. This means that Mary kept all the events of the past night and even the past year in mind. Preserved them, pondered over them throughout that night, and I suspect every day after. All the things that had happened. To ponder something is more than simply thinking about it or simply remembering something. Mary was considering what was going on. She was putting the pieces together in her mind. She was connecting the dots as best she could. One scholar explains that this word is used to describe a person who is puzzled by what they've heard, but keeps it in mind in order to understand its meaning, often with divine help. You know, one of the popular songs we hear around Christmas time is, Mary, Did You Know? I have a certain opinion about that song. But the answer is, yeah, she did. You don't need to sing the song, she did. Uh, Mary's song, the Magnificat, in Luke chapter 1, reveals that Mary knew quite a bit. If you go and read Mary's song, she reveals that she was pretty savvy to not only what was happening to her, but what the, the story, the message of the Old Testament was. She recognized, though, that as special as she knew Jesus was, there was more, much more, to the story than even she understood. That's what the pondering is all about. Mary is treasuring these things in her heart, trying to understand what's going on. What a whirlwind of a year it must have been for Mary. She had a wedding that was nearly called off. She had angelic visits to her and her fiancé, Joseph. Her cousin, Elizabeth, was found pregnant in her old age, And then Mary is found to be pregnant, and she's still a virgin. Then this long and difficult journey to a faraway town, the delivery of her baby in a very uncomfortable place, with only a manger for his bed. And then these shepherds show up with an amazing story. What is God doing? It's been quite a roller coaster ride for Mary and for Joseph, but the adventure was just beginning for them because Luke has much more to write about Jesus. And Mary has no idea what to expect next or even what all of this fully meant, but she treasured all these things in her, pondering them in her heart. She took notice of all the things that were happening. And though she couldn't possibly understand it all. She was carefully considering what God was up to. And finally, the shepherds returned to their fields and their flocks, leaving this young family to get some rest and much-needed sleep. In verse 20, it says that they returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. They went back to work. They returned to their ordinary lives, 
forever changed by this night and the great news. When the angel first appeared to them, it says they were greatly afraid. And then their emotions changed to curiosity and intrigue at what the, uh, the angels told them. And now they return with joy and praise for everything that they have heard and seen. And this return to their ordinary lives would never be the same again. Can you imagine the shepherds from this day forward? It could never be the same. They could never forget what had happened. I find a formula here for us to follow. See, the coming of Christ is meant to produce wonder in us, just as it was meant for them back then. There ought to be moments of, of wow when we think of Christmas. There ought to be moments of wow because of Christmas. And not because someone gave you that gift that you didn't think was coming. Or not because someone came home that you didn't think was going to be able to make it. Or not because of any of the other things. Believe it or not, there are people that would love to have all of this snow on Christmas. And they would wake up this morning going, wow. Unlike many of us going, oh. There ought to be a wow because of Christmas. God became a man. That he came to us. That God became like us. That the eternal word put on human flesh. The one through whom the whole world was created came not just as a man, but as a little baby. We ought to be amazed by that. It ought to make us wonder. But amazement is not enough. It's not enough to simply just say, wow, at Christmas. The wonder must lead us to ponder, to think about what God has done and continues to do, what He's done through His Son, and what He continues to do by the Spirit. And then the careful consideration of all that God has done should result in our giving praise and glory to God. See, even though we've heard the old, old story so many times, already, we should still be amazed by it. We should continue to wonder at the miracle of the Incarnation. And that amazement should eventually result in praise. I'm sure you're familiar with the song, Amazing Love, How Can It Be That Thou My God Shouldst Die For Me? At Christmas, let us reflect and wonder at the amazing love that God displayed that night. Let's meditate on it and praise this God who has sent us His Son so that we might live through Him. Amazing love, how can it be? Thou, my God, should come and be born for me. That Thou, my God, should put on flesh like me and live unlike I did. That thou, my God, should come in humility and in obscurity 
Thou, my God, would leave his heavenly throne for a manger bed, and then for a cross. The more that we consider this, the more we realize how amazing God's love was displayed, the more we will wonder at Christmas. The wonder at Christmas is that God would come to people like us. That God would lower himself and make his home among us. He would condescend to our level. And not only come to us, but receive us. Rebels, enemies, liars and thieves, idolaters, sinners. The wonder should get us thinking, why? Why would God come? Do all of this. Surely there's nothing in us that would make God love us or want to come to us. We're sinners. We're undesirable. But had there been no sin, there'd be no Christmas. No reason for it at all. Because the Bible says that Christ appeared in order to take away sins by the sacrifice of Himself. The more we think on this, the more we understand it, the more we ponder our sin and our Savior, the more we will praise God. In other words, our theology will result in doxology. Our understanding of who Christ is, of why He came and what He has done, all of that will result in giving Him endless praise and glory. One of my all-time favorite songs at Christmas time. I have a bunch. I have like five top favorites. They're all number one. One of them is a song called The Way He Came. It was written in the 1980s, which is in one way a lifetime ago and in another way just like yesterday. Listen to the song, just the first, the first verse. Just to think such royalty would come the way he came in a dusty little town. Born in such humility upon a bed of hay, certainly he laid his glory down. Who would think this little child would be the promised one? Would the Messiah really come this way? Certainly this was no birthplace for the Son of God. Isn't it amazing how he came? Isn't it amazing the way he came? No crown, no throne, no big parade. There were no fanfares played, no jubilant display. Isn't it amazing how he came? You know, Christmas is meant to amaze us. You shouldn't just gloss over it. It's not just another holiday. It's the holiday. Christmas is meant to spark wonder and awe in our hearts and in the hearts of all who hear about it. The way that Jesus came to earth is meant to grab our attention and make us go, wow, I can't believe it. Did you look at that? But don't simply be in wonder this Christmas. Think on it. Ponder it. 
Put it all together. Maybe for the first time or maybe for the hundredth time. Consider what Christmas is all about. Why Jesus came. Celebrate your Christmas with great joy and thanksgiving and with glory and blessing to the God who fulfilled His promise by sending His Son to us. I have another favorite song. I told you I have many. This is a little bit more recent. Listen to the wonder in these, in these lines. On a starlit hillside, shepherds watched their sheep. Slowly, David's city drifted off to sleep. But to this little town of no great renown, the Lord had a promise to keep. Prophets had foretold it. A mighty king would come. Long-awaited ruler, God's anointed one. But the sovereign of all looked helpless and small as God gave the world his own son. Who would have dreamed or ever foreseen that we could hold God in our hands? The giver of life is born in the night, revealing God's glorious plan to save the world. This Christmas... Don't miss the wonder of it all. Let the Christmas story amaze you as you consider how different God's plan was from what everybody else expected it would be. You know, God has a way of doing that. Job says that God does great things that we cannot comprehend. Truly, His thoughts are not our thoughts. And His ways are so much higher than our own. God's eternal plan to send His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin to condemn sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. See, the Messiah didn't come or do as people expected. When Jesus began His earthly ministry, People expected him to immediately save them from Roman oppression. They wanted to make him king right then and there, and they wanted him to establish his kingdom now. Jesus came the first time to seek and to save lost sinners. He will come again as the Lord and as the King. The first time he came, not as a mighty warrior, a judge, but as a tiny baby save. He came not in power and majesty, but in meekness and humility. Christmas was meant to catch us off guard. So then let it amaze you. May that wonder lead you to ponder. And may our pondering lead us to praise. Let's pray. Almighty God, who made known to humble shepherds the good news of great joy at our Savior's birth, let us wonder also at this good news of Christ. And like Mary, help us to treasure and ponder all these things in our hearts, so that with understanding and joy we may give you wholehearted glory and praise. Through Jesus Christ, 
With you, our Father and the Spirit, belong all glory, honor, and praise, both now and forever. Amen.